had seen how Gutman had looked at Amelia. A man who had never wanted for anything in his life desired her as his prize. Had he taken her from him? There was no evidence to support his baseless jealousy, only the cuckold's fear of humiliation. Numb from lack of sleep, Domal settled on a plastic chair on the balcony, a smell of baking bread rising up from a neighbouring garden. Two metres away, Close to the window, he spotted a half-finished packet of Mars Légère and lit one with a steady hand, coughing on the first lungful of smoke. Footsteps in the bedroom. The children had stopped crying. Céline appeared at the balcony door and said, "'You're awake?' in a tone of voice that managed to harden his heart against her still further. He knew that his wife blamed him for what had happened, but she did not know the truth. Had she guessed— she might even have comforted him. Her own father, after all, had consorted with dozens of women during his married life. He wondered why Céline had not simply fired Amelia. That, at least, would have saved him from this season of pain. It was as though she wanted to torment him by keeping her in the house. "'I'm awake,' he replied, although Céline was long gone." locked in the bathroom under her ritual cold shower, scrubbing the child-altered body that was now repulsive to him. Jean-Marc stubbed out his cigarette, returned to the bedroom, found his dressing gown discarded on the floor, and walked downstairs to the kitchen. Fatima, one of two maids assigned to the Domal residence as part of the expat package offered by his employers in France, was putting on an apron. Jean-Marc ignored her and, finding a percolator of coffee on the stove, prepared himself a café au lait. Thibault and Lola were giggling with one another in an adjoining room, but he did not wish to see them. Instead, he sat in his office, the door closed, sipping from the bowl of coffee. Every room, every smell, every idiosyncrasy of the villa held for him a memory of Amelia. It was in this office that they had first kissed— It was at the base of those oleander trees at the rear of the property, visible now through the window, that they had first made love in the dead of night, while Céline slept obliviously indoors. Later, Jean-Marc would take appalling risks, slipping away from his bedroom at two or three o'clock in the morning to be with Amelia, to hold her, to swallow her, to touch and manipulate a body that was so intoxicating to him that he actually laughed at the memory of it. And then he heard himself entertaining such thoughts and knew that he was little more than a romantic, self-pitying fool. So many times he had been on the brink of confessing, of telling Céline every secret of the affair, the rooms that he and Amelia had taken in hotels in Tunis, the five April days that they had spent together in Sfax while his wife had been in Bonn with the children. Jean-Marc knew, as he had always known, that he enjoyed deceiving Céline. It was a form of revenge for all the stillness and ennui of their marriage. The lying kept him sane. Amelia had understood that. Perhaps that was what had bound them together, a shared aptitude for deceit. He had been astonished at her ability to finesse their indiscretions, to cover her tracks so that Céline had no suspicion of what was going on. There were the mischievous lies at breakfast. "'Thank you, yes, I slept very well.' combined with a studied indifference towards Jean-Marc whenever the two lovers found themselves in Céline's company. It was Amelia who had suggested that he pay for their hotel rooms in cash to avoid any dubious transactions appearing on Jean-Marc's bank statements.
It was Amelia who had stopped wearing perfume so that the scent of Hermes Calèche would not be carried back to the marital bed. There was no question in Jean-Marc's mind that she had derived a deep satisfaction from these clandestine games. The telephone rang. It was rare for anybody to call the house before eight o'clock in the morning. Jean-Marc was certain that Amelia was trying to contact him. He picked up the receiver and said, Oui? in near desperation. A woman with an American accent replied, Jean-Marc? It was Gutman's wife, the wasp heiress, her father a senator, family money stinking all the way back to the Mayflower. Jean? That's right. Have I called at a bad moment? He had no time to lament her blithe assumption that all conversations between them should be conducted in English. Neither Joan nor her husband had made any attempt to learn even rudimentary French, only Arabic. No, it, it is not a bad time. I was just on my way to work. He assumed that Joan...